Welcome y'all, this is C23, Black Neo Radio, and we have today, we have a special guest, if you know hip-hop history, you know hip-hop video history, and, and, and you know, that side of everything, this man's definitely a legend, and he's definitely someone that was influential in my generation growing up, Mr. Dr. Dre. What's up there, C23? How you feeling, man? How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing well. I can't complain. And, you know, as we deal with what's going on around the world, as we deal with what's going on in our own communities, or we deal with what's going on in our own homes, you know, it's a blessing to be here and it's a blessing to stay healthy and stay safe. Yes, sir. And when you say what's going on right now, you know, he's referring to the um, current pandemic. Some people call it the pandemic, but... um. You know the whole shutdown and everything that's that's with it. And so I call it. I, I don't call it just the pandemic. I call it about also what's going on to some of our, our blessed loving folks that have happened in Georgia, that's happened in Louisville, right. Kentucky, that happened everywhere. And sometimes we want to get angry and say, "Yo, it's 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 the other man who's doing this to us." But then I want to remind people about what we do our self-inflicted. Uh, gun wounds and assassination that we do amongst ourselves. So I can't blame that on a pandemic. I gotta blame that on our own, you know, who we are as people. And then we have to now start to realize it's so important, so important to be focused, to be aware, and to actually participate. So removing yourself and saying, oh, well, I don't care what happens in November 3rd, 3rd, you know, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. No, we have to participate, put the right person in that seat and hold them accountable. Right. Hold them accountable. That's where we are right now. Because what's going on around the country and with this pandemic, whether you want to believe it is, you want to believe it's, it's just a flu, you want to believe, no, it's serious. We're at almost 100,000 people dead. Whatever the conspiracy theory you have about that, that ain't a conspiracy theory because I got 15 people I know who passed away from that. 15, wow. double digits. And it's not a, oh, well, come on, Dre, you don't know. No, I know. I got friends of mine who walked their parents into a hospital. Seven hours later, got a phone call. They were gone. Wow. They were gone. So we have to start understanding what these processes are around us, what comes in and out of our community, what's actually going on in a place that we call a hospital that's supposed to help us, you know, restore our health. And then we have to also put accountability to ourselves. Is what are we doing that we're ingesting that causes us to be the higher rate that this virus is attacking. Right. Because at first they were saying it wasn't going to bother young kids. It is bothering young kids. It, it, viruses don't walk around metering you and go, oh, you're eight years old, I don't go to you. Oh, wait a minute, you're right. two years old. No, 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 not you. Oh, you're 35. No, well, you know, you're on the fence. Oh, you're 50 plus. Oh, we got two. It doesn't do that. Yeah, don't it's indiscriminatory. It's indiscriminatory. It comes after everybody. So everybody has their thought process about it. Some people have their theories. That's all good. But the numbers don't lie. Facts don't lie. They just don't. This wouldn't be a worldwide pandemic if the world wasn't affected. So when people who are leaders that you put in office or let go in office are opening up states and communities and say, yes, go back out there, people. Go ahead, do your thing. You can't stay cooped up forever. You got to get out there. Right, that's crazy. In eight weeks, we've lost 90,000 people. That ain't flu. It's not flu. You know, I, I it's think... It's not, oh, last year we got it. No. <laughs> this thing has been here since last year, but it was unidentified. Yeah. That's the fact. Now all the... It's leaking out, just like when it first started. Oh, it came from China. It was China. No, New York's, New York's explosion, where I'm from, Newcastle, Westbury, on, on Nassau County in Long Island, it came from Europe. And it was here last year. Even when they said it came from China on the West Coast, it came last year. Because viruses don't read calendars. Viruses do not, do not go, oh, that's a state, I can't go to that state, it's too warm. Because other regions in Africa, in the warmest regions of Africa, are breaking out with it like, so they think theory about 
When it gets warm, it'll go away. Uh-uh. South Africa's one of the most emerging countries right now with the virus and exploding. In Iran, it exploded. Right. But they're not reporting back the true numbers. And that's the problem. So before everybody goes, oh, well, don't believe what they say. Well, unless you're out there on the field as a doctor or a scientist and can compare notes, maybe you got to defer a little bit to some of the people who are saying things, but we can all protect ourselves and that we can do by dealing with our health, our wellness, our safety, and again, using our common sense. And I didn't mean to rant, but... Nah, nah, go ahead. You, nah, know. you got it, brother. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, you touched on a lot, a lot of important um, points right there. You know, the main thing, one of the main things is the fact that we get so much misinformation and information changes, you know what I'm saying, so often that, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the little boy that cry wolf. You said enough times, exactly. they're not going to believe you when they need to believe you when you're actually saying something real. But that's, well, that's also, you got to be careful of that, too. Because like you said, the little boy can cry wolf. But numbers, when you go in your neighborhood and you see people who are no longer there or you see those body bags coming out, right. and you see body bags stacked up, and you go to your local funeral parlor and they say, we can't bury your loved one because we're backlogged and we have uh, refrigerator or freezer trucks in the back because that's how many bodies you got. That's not a conspiracy. That's not a theory. Right. That's think, not a theory. I think that's so you gotta say sometimes, Like I said, don't take my word for it. Make a phone call. Call your funeral parlor. If they say we can't bring your loved one in here because we're backed up, what do you mean you're backed up? Yeah, we're dealing with the with the with the what's going on with this situation. So I don't know why everybody's so enthusiastic about. Let's go back to normal. This is the new normal. This is. You can't, you can't go forward looking in the rearview mirror. That happened. We're past that now. The thing isn't going to disappear because we want to will it away or we're going to wish it away because we're going to go to the beaches and, and, and hit the ocean. No, it's not. That's not the way things work. But as human beings, we've lived through these things before. I don't think it's impossible. To, and again, the majority of people who do get it do survive. Yes, it is. We have over 1.4 million cases in America, almost 90,000 deaths. That's a good ratio. Still a lot of people when you talk about those 90,000. Each one of those is alive. Right. And some of those people are, are people who are essential workers, what I call really life-saving workers. But the people who drive the buses, people who deliver your food, the people who are out there making sure the sanitation is picked up, the people out there who are making sure that... Um, they're cleaning public transportation. People out there who are making sure that uh, when something goes wrong, they get in the car and they go out there and you know, and they, they're exposing themselves to it. That's what we really deal with. I'm not even getting into just the nurses, the doctors, the people in the administration, in the hospitals, or the clinics. I mean, come on, the list goes on and on and on. And a lot of those folks have to perish too. So that's why we got to be careful when we say things like, "Oh man, this is just a you know, this is what they just keep telling us." I'm going to tell you, the body bags and stuff, they're telling us. I, I've not only witnessed it, I have 15 cases already. And I don't want to see the number grow. And I'm in what they consider the epicenter of it. You know, I think um, seeing those, seeing how many people have lost, you know, lost people, like you say, you lost in the double digits. Rest in power to all of them. And to see, you know, I mean, you know people in our neighborhoods and people that you know losing people. I think that drove it home for me. You know, I don't know exactly, like you said, I don't know exactly what it is and, and why this particular strain is doing what it's doing, you know, you know, but at the same time, it's doing what it's doing, regardless. And, and you said we got to be safe. You know, I'm down in Florida. In Florida, I'm in Tampa. And Florida's um, reopening fully. Now, you know, we have halfway open now, but we fully reopening I believe this week coming up, maybe. And uh-huh. I'm still staying safe, you know what I'm saying? I'm still taking precaution because it's still cases being reported. It's still cases coming up. And and you got to hold your your local leaders, 
your your uh, county leaders, your state leaders, to making sure what you're dealing with is what it is. But it also switches me to the topic of what recently happened in Georgia with the young man uh, just jogging. Right. Jogging. Right. And, and, and checking out a construction. I mean, how many times have you gone by and see a house being built or something being done and it's open? You go check it out, see what's going on, and say, hey, man, dang, what's up with this? Yeah. Oh, that kind of looks kind of nice. Oh, let me see that. I've done it several times in my life. I've walked in the houses in multi million dollar areas where it was total, the construction was going on. And I walked up and the guy said, all right, go on in there, go check it out. Right. And then you walk out and you you try to avoid conflict and they put the conflict in you. So it's like, where are we going with this? And then a young lady who was a healthcare worker in Louisville, Kentucky with her boyfriend, they knock the doors down and they shoot. First, I wonder why he's shooting back. So where's our Second Amendment rights? Where does I protect yourself? You know, you know, we have the right to life and liberty and pursuit of happiness. Where is that? So we, we think about these things. So I said, when you talk about the pandemic, the that type of um, actions being taken, we have to find a way all together to come together and start working together with those of like-mindedness. But our, our, our optimism has to come out, but we have to also be able to protect ourselves in the same breath. Right. And you know that that requires a level of mature <clears throat> that requires a level of maturity that you know we have to have as a community. You know what I'm saying it is it's a time for partying, but you know it's a war being waged against us that we got to be aware. Of, first of all, you know on a whole lot of different levels, spiritually, health wise, economically. And we got to come together, you know, to, to solve these problems and to move forward. Well, there's a little rhyme I remember that I heard from a good friend of mine that I kind of keep it tucked. And I, I, I expose it when it's necessary. And it goes a little something like, it's weak to speak and blame somebody else when you destroy yourself. First, first nothing worse than a mother's of a pain. mother's pain of a slain in Georgia. Can't wait for the state decide the fate. So this rhyme, I dedicate. Races with races' faces, sample of one of many places. When we speak, when I speak, from a new lesson now learned in Louisville, Kentucky, this is where we really are. And I paraphrase that from a song by a public enemy called Welcome to the Paradome. Yeah, so I'm going to be that proficient from when that song was released in the early 90s to now in 2020. We're watching this happen in real time. Because the technology is here. The camera's here. What are we doing to change that? So if we don't start to really adjust and account for our behavior, then where do we go with this? But I keep an optimistic eye on everything because I believe the, 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 the one of most high is looking down and saying, look, we want to let them get it together here. We're going to get on him on the phone with C-23. Like Dr. Dre said, we got to save fucking. And then we're going to get C-23 and Dr. Dre do some things that are going to be really, really cool. Like, uh, I want to mention, I got a program called Speak to Life, which is on Facebook. Or you can go to Speak to Life Now on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter, where we're doing a program next Saturday on May 23rd. And we're going to be in gardens in Brooklyn, Arizona, we have two uh, beautiful ladies who are showing us the, what they do with masks that, that are being created because now that's like a whole big industry now masks that people have to wear to be outside so um, with that program um, our motto is to share ideas present options and create solutions for you your family and community that's what we talk about that's what it's about so um, I'm not all gloom and doom I'm, I'm actually I, I walk towards the light and being a type 2 diabetic who's visually impaired and I've recently reversed my diabetes because I reversed you know what I ingest that's the real conversations we need to be having so worrying about what's a hoax or what's not a hoax let's get to the real conversation at hand so people tell you you need that more vitamin C and that'll save you from corona yeah take these supplements I say well before taking those supplements why don't you go to the store and get you a couple of oranges Get some lemon and limes, get some grapefruits. Straight, you know, there's plenty up. of vitamin C out there that you can take because you don't have to take a supplement for. Yeah. 
So, yo, that's great news. That's great news that, you know, as far as you reversing diabetes. And but it was a process of knowledge and listening to a lot of great people who had ideas. But what, I, what I'm trying to express to other people is everybody has a certain thing from somewhere. But to, to, to not only not cure it, that's not the right. But the best treatment for yourself is the one that you know of what you're accessible, accessible to. And that's why I tell people, go in and buy the supplement and say, oh, I got 10,000 milligrams of this and it's going to be good. Yeah, that's great. But if you cut that orange in half and you, you, you know, you eat that orange, you got 100,000 grams of, you know, right. of milligrams of vitamin C. Uh, D3, go outside and stand in the sun. Right. You can't, that's so not nothing. 20 minutes that's a day, please. Isn't like 20 minutes a day at least? Like 20 minutes a day at least to stand in the sun? There you go. And you'll be surprised what happens for you. I think that activates a lot of the, the minerals, a lot of the um the processes, you know, to revitalize, I think, too. Exactly. And there's a lot of other things that we should be doing. And we need to be sharing it. As well as some people, it's a business, and I respect that. I tell them all the time, I understand that show also your hustle but right now we're in crisis mode and we need to actually start sharing grander ideas and how to fix that so one thing I'm just going to quickly share people do what you want I just said I'm just presenting an option please leave that meat alone let it go however long you got kids leave the be the beef be the chicken leave the pork be the fish alone it is all tainted. I don't care what, how you think it's clean, how you go home and you pound it, you know, it, it, it's time. Let it go. You'll feel the difference immediately. Go into balance, the produce, rainbow salads. We had a guest on a show a couple weeks ago who showed us a rainbow salad. You can check that out. Like I said, go to your Facebook page, Speak to Life, and you can see pictures of the rainbow salad. Go to, you know, uh, different types of drinks. Leave that stuff that you say, oh, this is great. Look, look, they bring that to your community for a reason. They're just selling a product so that you can become hooked on it. And I'm, I'm a confessed food addict. I love food. Wow. I'm a confessed food addict. I got an issue. But I changed what I did and reversed my situation. Dropped my weight, dropped my diabetic numbers, dropped everything. Because of what I was ingesting. And I wasn't a big... Um, one way or another person I didn't get it really for food I got it for what I was drinking so when I realized I gotta drop the drink that, no so I was drinking iced tea man and then I said oh you drink diet iced tea no diet ice is the same thing you let it go the caffeine is no good for you just not and certain certain things you can do certain things with caffeine but a regular consumption of things like that destroys your body. It breaks things down to your body because your body will heal itself if you give it the opportunity to heal itself. Right. But when you put restraints on it and you keep putting these poisons back in your body, the results will become the same. There's nothing you can do. Because the body's only reacting to what you do. So, and I know people say, oh, I'm going to the store, I'm going to get a cleanse. You don't have to buy a cleanse. Stop eating the stuff you're eating. You know, your body will get rid of it. It'll purge. Right. It'll get rid of it. And you'll, you'll start to feel different. And all of a sudden, you, you start to see clearly. Your, your mind will get right. You'll be able to think and remember who's all of your family. It works out. But it's a process. It's not, and everybody can't do it cold turkey. So, again, what I try to work with people is say, look, man, this is what you do. You, you can stop some of this, man. Now, I know, you, you know, yeah, man, but you know what? I'm, I'm on my way to work, and I got to go buy so-and-so. I pick me up a bacon, bacon, egg, bacon lettuce, and cheese sandwich. Dude, let that dairy go. That's the number one thing. There's no other animal on the planet that feeds off the mucus of another but us, as human beings. And we were taught that behavior. No we didn't one. do that. We were taught that behavior. So yes. when you pick up ice cream, True. milk, uh, cheese, that's, that's mucus. That's cow mucus. It's been reformed and packaged for you, but that's what it is. Like, if you actually went and saw the raw things of how, how they get the milk from the yeah, cows yeah. and be able to make you'd be like, well, I'm not eating that no more. You're crazy. That's but there's no cow right running through. up to you. You'll never see a cow sucking on some woman's tit. You just won't see that. 
but why are we doing it? It's crazy. That's why women will give to the children breastfeed because you can't match the nutrients coming from the mother. You cannot match that. And you can't replicate it in a can. So that's why there's a lot of things that we have to do that we, we take for granted and we think, oh, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. Dude, whatever you put in your body, your body then will react to it. So my thing is teach people, hey, there's some options. You choose what works best for you. Because it took me many years to figure out what works best for me. <laughs> and all I can say is try this out and see if that works. Try this out. If that doesn't work well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. But if you take it in a pill form, and I know some people need supplements, and I'm not bashing all supplements. I'm not doing that. But understand what you're ingesting when you take certain supplements. I do. I take elderberry, and I take uh, juniper berries. I do because I don't have access to to the herbs the way it should be. And understand, this government is blocking a lot of stuff that used to come in free, freehand. And because now they know that this is the stuff that can actually heal and save people, they're blocking because they want to put a bigger tax on it. So understand that original doctoring medicine was herbal. That's original cool. doctor's medicine was herbal. They would go, get a plant, mix it up, give you a piece of it, put it in, put it in something for you to drink, and you drink it, and it would go right to your system. The reason that changed and, and the pharmaceutical business became that is because it became a pharmaceutical business. And we can save ourselves by just, like I said, how we handle what we do with our bodies. The same thing goes with this pandemic. You make choices. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not against, oh, well, Dre, we, we can't, uh, uh, I don't want to catch it. I don't know, somebody made a decision, maybe everybody should, everybody should catch it, then we can cure it. It makes me easier to cure. Because then you have to worry about if you're going to get it or not. You know what? You got it, you that's, got it. That's right. And the thing is, I don't know, and people know that their immune system, their body is right, that's the best thing they can do is fortify it. And that's what Dr. Sebi was talking about also. Yes. As far as the mucus and mucus being present, and you going you going like you know the, the the supermarket and all of that though, those healthy choice foods cost more money. So people they look at it like they look at it from a cost standpoint. You know, like it's not that big of a difference, but it is. Let me give you let me give you a big hint. Anything that's put on a box in a, on a shelf that's put in a can on a shelf that they put a sticker on it says, "Oh, this is a, uh, this is healthy. This is this. This is that." That's just what it is. They went to Staples, they went to all the people, and they printed up stickers and they put it on boxes and stuff. It's garbage. It's not food. It's not food because for food to have that kind of a shelf life, they had to infuse it with some kind of chemical. I just got a thing mm. online about. Lucky Charms cereal and all these different cereals that have actual poison in it to keep the color. And it's on the side of the box. It tells you it's there. And people still buy it and give it to their kids because it's magically delicious. Right. And magically can kill you. Right. So understand something. When stuff is processed and it's shipped out in that volume for people, it's not food. It's not food. But if you go in, even while, while this thing was emerging, people running their stores and buying all this other kind of crazy stuff, and they were leaving the produce right there. The produce section was stacked tight. Right. Oh, it's so perished. But that's what you really need to fight. You, you, you need that more than you need that stuff that you will put in a, put some water in it and go, mm, mm, this is good. I feel good. See, that's comfort food. And the thing is, we've been raised on eating comfort food. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm writing a book that's called Life is not meant to be comfortable. Right. It's not. We came up with this illusion. And in coming up with this illusion, people believe that. So if you see what's going on around now, now everybody's upset because you've just, you disturbed their comfortability. And that's what I mean by this, this <clears throat> speak to life discussions we have is about examining what's going on and what's the best way we can actually try to find solutions. Not because I said so, because we said so. And that's a different approach than what most people are dealing with. And again, 
I deal with like-minded people. I deal with people who disagree with me all the way. Right. I have no problem with that. But at least we're putting, we're, we're, we're sharing those ideas. We're putting it on the table. We're, we're, we're presenting options for folks. That's the most important thing. You got to build. You got to build. I got, you know what? We, we start talking about this. I got so many questions for you on the music side also. But this right here is what's going to help us build for the future. Well, you know, hit me with three questions because I don't want to have to run and you didn't get your questions out. Please, feel free. Now, as far as uh, the Speak the Life, Speak the Life, that's on Facebook. Um, it's Speak the Life on Facebook with Dr. Dre and Annalyn Scott. Then you can go to Speak the Life Now on um, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and you can go to our YouTube channel, the same thing, Speak the Life Now. On YouTube, so yeah, we're building. We're just a little baby right now, so we ain't got car keys yet. But right now, we're just getting the baby, you know, uh, from the incubator to you know get him into the bassinet, so we can start letting the baby grow. So it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. Well, you know that those topics you're speaking on, I'm definitely gonna be tuning in um, because you know I'm getting a little older myself, so those things are important and also. The state of like the music, you know, uh, as as an older hip hop head, where do you see the music at now? You know, as far as in relation to where it may need to be or where it's going. What I see with music now is like what any generation sees music now. Uh, we recently lost a legend, an architect of rock and roll, Little Richard. We lost Andre Harrell, who created Uptown Records, who was a part of a famous rap group, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, AM, yes, PM, all night long. Turn your radios up, because we are on. Yes, um, we, we lost Betty Wright recently. And uh, when you talk about other folks that we've lost alongside of that, the music today reflects the voice of today. And the thing what I try to really promote is this to abolish the term old school. It right. must go away. I, 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 because there's no such a thing as old school. An old school is a building that's been standing and you used to go to, then they're going to tear it down and put a new one up. That's the old school. But when you apply it to, to music, to movies, to culture, it doesn't exist. Because when we lost Bill Withers, the man who wrote um, Lean On Me, Use Me, and A Lovely Day, and nobody said, oh, old school Bill Withers. No. Paul McCartney from the Beatles and Ringo Starr, they don't, they're old, they're old school rock and rollers. They don't call Elton John an old school rock and roller. They don't call the group Kiss, and they were just out on tour, old school rock and roller. They don't call the Rolling Stones old school. They about to go out on tour and outsell everybody before the virus hit. Right. But the point I'm trying to make, and even Billy Joel, is that music is the definition of its moment, but yet it still lasts. One of the greatest albums ever recorded was by a gentleman named Marvin Gaye. And you can play that album today. Everything he says in that record applies to what's going on right now. Just the lyrics I quoted from Chuck D from Welcome to the Terror Dome, from Fear of a Black Planet, apply right now. So young artists, the Lizzo's of the world, the Drake's, the Futures, the Meek Mills, the, um, the Hers, the, the, the Cardi B's, the, the uh, Nicki Minaj's, all these people are relevant in what they're saying. So we can't step back and say, oh, well, you know, they're not doing it the way we did it. They're not supposed to. I got two sons of the musicians, and I tell them all the time, I can't critique what you're doing. I can tell you if I like it or don't like it, but I can't tell you what you're doing is wrong. You're expressing what you do and how you want to do it. Right. That, that's the blessing. And speaking of that, please go to my son's YouTube channel. He just did an amazing video about, yes, his dad. And it's called, I'm about to delete this from my phone. Before I delete this from my phone, his name is Aramis Brown. Please go check it out. And please sign up. It's a, it, it, look, I'm so proud of him and how he did this. I, I was in shock. When he said, Dad, I got to play this for you. Let me just check this out. And I just sat there with my jaw on the ground. And he, he was that talented. So again, I can't go in now and say, hey man, you need to do this and this is the way you need to do it. And we collaborate on things and we bump heads on a lot of things. But 
this generation of what they want to do, how they want to say it, when they want to say it, that's what you're supposed to do. And it did it honestly. Today is the greatest time to be a musical artist, yeah. uh, a, a canvas painter, um, a, a dancer, a writer, um, a, 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 a philosopher. This is the time because what you say matters. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, and the platform, there's different platforms, but you know, Beside those platforms, we got to get away from the folks on there that all they do is they want to they sit in the basement and be critics. Well, if you think that person can't do it, you got a criticism, let's see what you can do. Right. <laughs> and then see how easy it is. Now, yeah. when that becomes difficult, and what does that say to you? Maybe I need to be quiet. That's all it comes down to. But today's music, I agree with some, I disagree with some. Same thing happened when I was coming up. I mean, when we started with Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Curtis, the great Curtis Blow, Run DMC, the Fat Boys, uh, Jimmy Spicer, Orange um, Juice Jones. I mean, I can go over the list, the list, the list. From the world class Wrecking Crew to, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, LA Green Team, you know, I mean, the Ghetto Boys. You know, everybody had criticisms about them. The world class Wrecking Crew evolved into NWA, which evolved into. Uh, Dr. Dre and then involved in the Stoop Dog and Ice Cube so everything has a moment everything has a moment I mm. still dance to Charlemagne like anybody else I mean those groups were hot for me when I go Rick James how are you going to put Rick James down I mean yeah Hammond did can't touch this but it was Rick James who was the super freak right. come on make it work for me <laughs> yeah. make it work for me so you can't put this title just because a time click happens because everybody that's still doing it the time is clicking on you so when they say uh, the notorious B.I.G. and Tupac are old school get out of here they didn't live to see old school believe me they both would have wished to live to see old school so get that right and big shout out to the Nipsey Hussles of the world and other people yeah. I mean we gotta stop killing each other man and let these people's voices get out and say what has to be said and you don't have to agree with everything everybody says but give them the opportunity to at least say it and that's something I'm gonna be doing and I got a project coming along that I was just my arm twisted to do it I got a a book I wrote, and the publisher asked me, Dre, we want you to go back in and edit the part about what's going on with you now, because they love what I already wrote. So we're doing that because we have the time. That's what this this whole time right now gives us the opportunity. So take that opportunity, let people express themselves. But if you're a real true artist, as a good friend of mine many years told me when I was hanging out with him and his his wonderful lavish space in Minneapolis and I'm a name dropper and said look man why don't you let people be an artist so what you know everything's not supposed to be you know I did Purple Rain next week all I did was around the way in a day around the world in a day never was like in shock why would you do that I mean you should have come back and said no I'm, I'm an artist I'm, I do music that's what I do right. you don't have to agree with everything it's and then we found stuff that we liked on that then he did the next one and the next one and the next one and again we lost great voices like Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5 and the Jacksons all together I mean come on people I don't know about you but I miss those voices I miss a lot of voices of people who passed away I mean I don't know I'll ever get over losing Bill with it cause I still sing lean on me today when things get rough right matter of fact Morgan Freeman started in the movie lean on me about Joe Gordon yeah, I remember Joe you know <laughs> yeah, come on, man. This is what we are. Hey, so you know, what this you just—I'm sorry. Um, you just spoke on, you know, some of the artists, some of the great artists. And you already spoke a couple of my favorites. You know, Chuck D, Public Enemy, Favorite Black Planet. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, Biggie and Tupac. What? What are your, some some of your memories of Biggie and Tupac? Wow. Uh... It's strange because at the time I was doing a show in New York on Hot 97 Morning with my partner from Young TV Raps, Ed Lover. And we knew Biggie well. We, we were, matter of fact, um, Big was on our album from the movie Who's the Man doing a song called Party and Bullshit, which is a debut record. Right. And, you know, it caught on and got its own legs. Uh, Ed's partner, um, Stretch, from the, from the Live Squad, Tupac very well and was hanging out with Tupac a lot and 
we all knew each other. And we had a certain appreciation for it. Does it come from us being on TV, doing your own TV raps today? An international, you know, phenomenon show? Probably. Does it come from just being real people and we being fans of the music and we love, you know, these this new creative forces? Probably because we knew who Digital Underground was. We knew that Tupac came from Digital Underground. Matter of fact, Ed knew Shock G. So guess what? We all had these interpersonal relationships along with doing and being the personalities that we are. So, yeah. So Two creative forces ended over words and not the words on a record. And the thing is, and it became volatile and people made money off their deaths. And now, where'd that money go? Where's the broken at? I mean, they, they had, some, some people have children, some people still have a family. I mean, but those two mothers that lost their son, money can't put, bring their son back. That's what we're talking about. So that's why I find it so important. We have to address the issue of our violence in our own community and say this has to come to an end because we know why it's there. We really do. That's facts. That's all so, the facts right there. I'm tired just, of seeing. Just turning it up. We got We got. We got to turn up. The, we got to turn things up the right way. Turn up. Yeah, turn up, like you said, turn up responsibly. I'm tired of seeing, you know, young up and coming voices snuffed out before they have a chance, to, you know, to mature, like like big and like pot. You know, they're only 24, 25 years old. You know, I forgot the other young rapper down there in Florida. Excuse me for making such a broad stroke of it. Who was gunned down at the car dealership, and he was just starting out. I mean, when I met, huh? Is it Yes. I mean, when I first met the two live crew and became very close with Luke and, and, and the crew back in 1985 with my group, Original Concept, and, you know, wow. we had quite a few <laughs> joints on there with Def Jam, yeah. We had Pump That Bass, we had Can You Feel It, Knowledge Me, and our album Straight From Classic. The Basement of Cooley High. We wasn't thinking of crazy stuff like, yo, man, we're going to take this dude out. Yo, he looking to be funny. Yo, man, yo, yo, yo. That's like, come on, we're, dead. we're still there. I mean, we're doing their dirty work. Come on, people. Come on, people. So when you go in that studio and you decide to exercise your freedom of speech and you want to be your artist and you want to tell your tale and you want to let everybody know what the streets is really saying, where is the love? Where is the love? That's Bill Withers was from the street of his day. Miles Davis was from the street of his day. Diddy Gillespie doesn't play the sax, but he likes the max. Nice and smooth from the street. I mean, everybody comes from the street, but they put the love to it. And that's what's missing. We got to put that love back into it. So I'm not saying, yo, it's not there, but we got to make that as just as important. There has to be a balance. And if you watch Star Wars, that's what they talk about the Force. There's got to be a balance in the Force. There's a dark side. Then there's the light side. It's gotta be a balance. Not to snuff the dark out, not to snuff the light out, but so people get messages with an S. Right. And they can choose for themselves. But we have to be able to start saying, hey man, you know what? That's cool. But we we need you know, we need to talk about how great our queens, our princesses, our daughters, our mothers, our aunties, our cousins. I mean, the list goes on. We got to protect them now. Because the onslaught is coming. Yeah. So that's why I say come November 3rd, you got to use that power of what you got as a citizen in this United States of America and not let your vote be suppressed because you say, I don't know about that dude. You know, that dude ain't doing nothing. Because if that dude you say ain't doing something for you, what's the dude over here who's asking you to inject yourself with um disinfectant and put UV light? Come on, are we really paying attention? What's going yeah. on? Don't get me started did you get, on that one. Did you get a PPP? Did you <laughs> get a PPP loan for your small business? Or is he telling you to go back out there and y'all socialize and y'all come together and get your hair cut and go get your feet and nails, you know, your pedicures, your manicures, because we know that's going to pass the virus around. I don't care what shields you put up. I don't care what face mask you wear. You don't know how this stuff spreads. So the bottom line is, as I was saying before, we got to bring the love back to this thing. And we got to find a better way to communicate. We got to find a better way to actually protect and be, be not only just vocal warriors 
and physical warriors, but we got to also be great planners and executors. So you can't go one without the other. There's nothing like a protest that doesn't have a plan. It means it goes nowhere. Right. So in order, in order to grasp what, what's put in that Constitution, take some time out and read the Constitution. So you get a better grasp of what's kind of going on where you live. Oh, I don't care nothing about that. Then you don't care nothing about yourself. Education. Come November 3rd, come November 3rd, you're setting up what the future's going to be about. And there's a lot of great, strong women of color that are out there fighting that battle right now and screaming and hollering. So guess what? Let's start getting, let's instead of talking and being mad or rolling up and, you know, sniffing out, let's get out there and say, yo, women, we better, we better concentrate and make this happen. Because we didn't get behind President Obama like that. Y'all gave him two years and he had six years of being persecuted and taken out. Right. Because you took away the House and the Senate from it. Because everybody didn't understand how the whole thing really works. But now we know we got to capture everything. And then we got to make sure when we put those people in those places, they got to work for our agenda. Because that's what they're there for. They're our representation. And if they, don't, if they can't follow those rules, bye. Next election, bye-bye. Get the person in that's going to do what we need done for your community, your family, and you. That's facts. That's, that's one That's one way we got to, you know what I'm saying, fight, you know, use our power, you know, like you said, I'm also, you know, we got to build and each one teach one. You know, when I was growing up, late 80s, early 90s, you know, the, the it was a lot of balance to the game. You know, you had NWA, but you just had De La Soul. You know, you uh-huh. had Black Sheep, you know what I'm saying, but you also had... Um, did you underground? So it was, it was different flavors. Everyone was original. Everyone had their own styles, and you know it wasn't just tilted towards one um, subgenre. And that's what the kids well, see, I, the though. One thing, the one thing I got very angry about when you talk about Tupac and uh, uh, Notorious B.I.G. Biggie is when publications decided to divide my culture, my music, my love, my fans by saying East Coast versus West Coast. And I went out and I really was very angry about it. I've did many interviews saying, they're the ones who are responsible for the death of Tupac. They're the ones who are responsible for the death of Biggie. Because you know what you did when you passed that on every cover. Right. And you put one, you put bad boy versus death row. This one versus this, this one versus that. Because you knew all it would take is a match to set the fire. And the one thing we learned after MTV decided to end your own TV raps for that and I is they actually segregated the music again. Because the one thing about watching your own TV raps, you didn't, there was nothing that said, yo, this is NWA from Los Angeles or Compton. Oh, this is De La Soul from Long Island. Uh, this is this is the Ghetto Boys from Houston. This is this is uh, Two Live Crew from Miami. No, it just said your own TV raps, Two Live Crew. Right. It said, Tag team. Oop, there it is. From where? No, it didn't. It didn't. Ninety five South. There was no location. Crisscross played because crisscross played. The moment you remove that, that that great balance, that's when chaos set in. And we're gonna, I'm, we're gonna return that balance. Right. We have no choice because now it's not just a health thing. It's not just an economic thing. It's a cultural and our future and our soul thing. And that's what I'm about. I'm with you on that, OG, for real. You know. I appreciate that, my friend. That's one thing. Um, P23, y'all. P23. <laughs> Dr. Dre, y'all. The legendary Dr. Dre. And speaking of your two raps, and the, the, the ending, you know, we were all shocked and everything, but that last episode, y'all went out. Uh, that's one of my favorite episodes. I've, I've reviewed that on YouTube, all the MCs and to see, you know, just the lineup of MCs back to back. You know, what was your favorite um part of that? I have favorites. I was blessed to be a part of a show that still today has its own relevance in social, music, um, entertainment, and I would never point one over another. I mean, I, I everybody who was there was there because they wanted to be there. Everybody was there because they wanted to uh, uh, express their thank you for the contributions that they made to help make that show what it is. 
and we were just blessed that we were able to be chosen as the hosts. You know, Fat Bob Freddy, Dr. Dre, and Lover, T Money, and we did what we did. And you know, thank goodness for Peter Darty and Ted Demi, who had the forethought to put it together, and the great people that worked under the show, the Penny McDonalds, uh, rest in peace, the great Todd One, Moses Edinburgh. Um, and I know I may be missing a few people, so please forgive me. Martha Diaz. I mean, uh, the list goes on. We had a great, great crew. And if well, one day when you read my book, which talks about the Doc Three episodes from 1989 and 1995, I go into discussion of how this thing worked on nothing. We were blessed. And you said, here's the time slot. You guys make it work. And how we made that thing work. Right. We tweaked it up for the world. And, and honestly, if it wasn't for the people who watch the show like yourself and the people who come to me now, oh man, I grew up on your thing. It sounds so funny to me because no matter how you look in the mirror, you always feel, well, I'm still 25. <laughs> I'm still young. I get to that point myself. Yeah, you know, and you go, well, you know, not the same guy, you know, you know, it's a blessing, man. You know, I got say great groups. I mean, I could measure like Kid Frost and the, and uh, awesome. uh, Rico Suave's. Mm. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we, we the one thing about your TV raps, we covered culture barriers. We even had international artists that performed on your TV raps. And it, 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 it spanned the globe. And you know what? Now with all the stuff that's going on with today's technology and, and social media and, and streaming platforms, you know, I think now it's time for you need a little Yarn TV rap somewhere that can actually, you know, bring everybody together. Like I said, we need the love, man. And the one thing that show was about, it was about the love. The love of the culture, the love of the music, right. the love of the love of being a fan of it. So, yes. That's why I never, people always ask me, Drake, come on, you gotta have a pop, but no, I don't, I don't. I don't compare Rakim to Chuck D. No, I don't compare KRS One to um uh uh to uh Lumumba from uh X Clan. No, I don't do all of that. I love them all. I appreciate them. Look, I still get down Soul Sonic Force with Africa Bambada and Zulu Nation still love Planet Rock. Tell me somebody who don't like Planet Rock. Still love Planet Rock, Tell still me. love Apache. Yeah, tell me, tell me somebody who doesn't like the Crash Crew's um, high-power rap. We don't want to be left behind. All we want to <laughs> do is just blow your mind. Right. Just one more time. Come on. Tell me somebody who doesn't like Run DMC. Every time I watch some DJ battle on screen, it's Peter Piper, Peter Piper, Peter, 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 Peter Piper. Come on. It's all Let's not dismiss. Let's embrace. It's all classic. How do you dismiss an LL Cool J? How do you dismiss Houdini? How do you dismiss Moni Love? How do you dismiss Queen Latifah? How do you dismiss Yo-Yo? I mean, I can allow the list starts to go on and on and on. The conscious daughters. Yeah, they people forget about them. I mean, you see what I'm saying? People forget. Because they go, oh, well, they didn't do nothing. And guess what? We all do that. But it's all relevant because all that foundation got us to this part of the nation. Right. So the best donation is Foundation. Or say the best foundation is the nation. And it's still ever growing. We still don't know who the next great hip hop artist is going to be because they may be being born this year. And they're going to come up with a whole COVID vibe. We don't know. <laughs> but Dougie Fresh and uh, I forgot the other gentleman just came out with a whole rhyme about that. And it's, I mean, that's great. I mean, Dougie Fresh is still the world's greatest entertainer, bro. He's still doing it. Marky. Biz Marky. Big up to the fat boys. Gulakski. Prince Marky D and, and the human beatbox, big up to them. Rest in peace. I mean, come on. That's all respect. Why do we have to? Why do we have to? Why do we have to cut up our our our, our, our culture, our ideas, and act like it wasn't important? But I know who Elvis was. But people don't know who Chuck Berry, the real creator of rock and roll. See, I know who Beethoven. Tell Tchaikovsky the news. I got some rocking and a rolling to do. That's, that's Chuck Barry. You should know him. You should know Little Richard. Right. You should know Little Richard. You should know who Hank Ballard was. You should know that. Why? Because it's a part of your history. Ella Fitzgerald. Cab Calloway. Yes. I mean, I can go to the Nicholas Brothers. I mean, yes. that's what got us to where we are. 
fire, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Commodores. Um, oh, shoot, don't let me start. Paul Funkadelic, uh, Bootsy Collins. With the Muddy Waters. Clint, let me write. Muddy Waters, don't let me get started. Don't let me get started. Marvin Gaye, the whole Motown thing, the whole Stax revolution. I mean, the list goes on. So you had to do your history and your knowledge. You know, a lot of, you know, what I would suggest or what I would, uh, what I try to tell the younger generation is is research. Research, you say you love music, you say you love this, this hip-hop, research. You know what you're talking about and know, you know, your place. You should know, you should know who Isaac Hayes is, not just know the theme from Shaft. You should know who Isaac Hayes is. You should know who Bobby Womack is. Because if you think you're lonely now, right. wait until tonight. Come on, you should know these things. And the great female artists of our day from Shaka Khan, Whitney Houston. I'm talking about powerhouses. Anita Baker. I mean, those are powerhouses. And I'm leaving out Martha and the Vandals, the Supremes, Diana Ross, and the Supremes, Smokey Robinson and the Miracle Smokey Robinson. I mean, this is fact. This is where we get a lot of this energy we have right. from the Great Mighty Temptations to the Four Tops. And that's why when you watch a movie like The Five Heartbeats, it it, it, it so endearing to us because we lived through that time and it's still relevant to this day. And I always thank Robert Townsend for putting that movie together. And when I got a chance to interview him on Hot 97, I whipped out $7.50. I didn't go see a movie in the theater. I owe you that. He said, what are you talking about? I said, I didn't contribute to the box office. You deserve that. That's a classic movie. Right. That movie should be seen like a historical event, even though it's a story about that time. But that story about that time, you know, the four tops were played in that when they did Sugar Pie Honey Bun. Sugar Pie Honey Bun. You know that I love? Can't help myself. People know these songs, but you don't know where they come from. You don't know who did them. And there's tons of artists, Joe Tex and the Sex Select. There's tons of artists out there. Sylvester. A lot of great artists. A lot of great music. But I was about to go there. Spine the Family Stone. Who you probably hear in every... Janet Jackson used Spine the Family Stone in um, Rhythm Nation. That's Spine the Family Stone. I was about to ask you about that as far as... um... The sampling, the sampling age, and you know, what do you, what do you think the um, when they when they stopped the sampling the mass assembly, what do you think the effect of that was on the music? When they did what? Said it again. When they stopped, when they had the sample lawsuits, and and they started cracking uh-huh. down on sampling, what do you think the effect on hip hop music was? Because that was like a, a connection to the past for a lot of my generation. Uh, going Guess what? Up. It didn't stop. It doesn't stop. You turn on your television and watch a TV commercial. They sample and they play. They do Earth, Wind, and Fire, Shining Star, September. It's, it's sampling. Never gonna stop. That boom covered Tutti Fruity by Little Richard. And they say, oh, he made it a hit. But it was a hit to us because Little Richard did it. It's never going to stop. There's only eight notes in the grammatical scale. You can only bend and chain and flip something, but so much. If I tell you how many times the original concept has been sampled, from Knowledge Me to Can You Feel It to Pump That Bass, I did an interview with Rakim. And I said, I'm on one of Rakim's biggest songs, Paid in Full, on the remix. And Rakim looked at me and said, Yeah, I said, But it goes, Pump That Bass. That's my voice. And people said, Oh, shit. He said, Shit, Trey, that was you? I said, Yeah, that was me. I wanted to touch on that. Because people don't know about original concept. I mean, I know about original concept, but explain to the people what that was. And, and really, you know, you were there with original concept. You connected with Public Enemy in the beginning. Um, you had something to do with Ice Cube, connected with Public Enemy. Like, can you touch on that? Well, I, I'm going to keep it simple because there, there is a book I haven't written. And I want people to buy the book, but I'm going to give you a quick, I'm yeah, going to give you what you call the quick story. Basically, um, original concept really started from a DJ group that I created with T-Money, Rapper G, and Easy G Rockwell called The Concept, which we DJ parties in the street, in the street and, and park jams, 
all over New York and around different parts of the country. Um, I met, I went to school at Delphi University in Garden City, New York, and I met a gentleman named William Bill Stephanie and uh, Carl Rodnauer, a.k.a. Chuck D. By the time he was Chucky D. And another gentleman named Harold McGregor, a.k.a. Harry Allen. I got to ask him. Um, they took me up to a station which I had heard about called WPAU. Uh, they asked me, hey man, do you want to hang out and be a part of it? Because we, we met in a black music class. African, black, well, African, African-American black music uh, one with Dr. Blake Gray, Dr. Andre Stober. I like giving credit to people who were there for me because people try to just, you know, whitewash stuff. I don't like doing that. I think it's more important that you got to speak the truth to what it is. Uh, me up there, they had to participate with it. Nothing was occurring. So you had Chuck, who was a part of this group called Spectrum City. And he had President Hank Shockley, Wizard KG, also known as Keith Shockley. He had Butch Cassidy. And they had this other gentleman who walked around who was very eccentric. His name was MC DJ Flavor. And Flavor was who he is. Flavor, we all worked in this incubator. We worked in this incubator, and we did promos for the show, like for Mr. Bill, because Bill had the Monday Night Show, which was pretty much the corner, cornerstone, and there was another gentleman, the late great Rusty J, who was with us on Sunday nights. So we had this whole block. We had um, Monday nights, basically from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. We had the night nurse, Amy Wachtel, who played uh, reggae and dance hall and introduced us to a lot of music with that. We had the Crow Sisters, and then we had the Mr. Bill Show. And Bill, we do these promos, each one of us. So Keith, who was a brainchild, and Chuck was a brainchild, they promo that they got the group who sent tapes in. And, you know, we would mix these rap artists, local rap artists, with songs of the day. Because back then, there weren't a hundred rap records that we could play. But we had Mr. Magic, so to compete with him, we dealt with it from a local scene and used more of the local artists. And they could send in their cassettes and play it. And Flavor was a master of grabbing all that kind of material. So, when I got there, I saw how this machine was working and I wanted to be a part of it. So, I went in my basement and created a promo for the show called Knowledge Me, because we were talking like that. We were going, yo, guys, yo, what's up, guys? Yo, man, what's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Now, the story comes that Keith invented, that Butch invented. It came from them being at the Hempstead bus terminal. That's how we used to get around, because they lived on that side of town. So, T-Money and I took that and created this promo for BAU called Knowledge Me. While doing that, I went and created another promo. It was called It's Great to Be Here, which evolved into a song called Can You Feel It? Uh, the name of the group was always called The Concept, but at the time, we got signed at Def Jam because Run DMC used to hang out up there with us. And a gentleman who ran Def Jam, Rick Rubin, got wind of this tape and this song. So he asked me to play it for him, and he said, I got to sign you guys. We weren't even thinking about being a recording group. I honestly was thinking about just merely producing records. So we got signed to Def Jam, and um, from there, a group came out called The Concept with this other record. And I got walked in the Rick and said, yo, Rick, this is crazy, man. But yo, I told you we need to get this record out now. It's hot. This and the other. He said, don't worry about it. And my good friend, MCA, Adam Yao from the Beastie Boys was sitting on the couch. He said, don't worry about it. Just call yourself Original Concept. OG. And we looked at it. OG. We looked at it and we're like, what? Original Concept. Yeah, y'all, all Original Concept. I hated that name because I had a logo for the concept and, you know, we were really gung ho. We had t-shirts. We were ready to go. And I had to go back and then put original on top of it. So I kind of hated the name at first, but then I started DJing for the Beasties and we started having these tape battles. They would pull out stuff with Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith, oh, and, and, and stuff. And I would pull out, I would pull out BAU tapes. So one time we were doing this game. Battles. All right. I know where to go. I know where to go. Okay. Here Let we go. go. When you're ready. We back, we back with Dr. Dre, um, talking about the, you know, the early days. Go ahead, sir. Okay, yeah, we, um, so we did these promos for WBAU, so I got real close with Rick and, and the company, and I met the Beastie Boys there. So after we got signed as The Concept, this other group came out with a record under the name The Concept, so MCA, Adam Yao. Rest in peace. And the Beastie Boys said, no, you guys are original concept. 
you know, original concept. And I was like, I hate this, because I make t-shirts and stuff with the concept on it. We were like really so gung-ho about it. We went along with the change. Um, after that, um, was, you know, Def Jam was becoming a bigger responsibility, and Rick said, Dre, can you take over the DJ and thing with, with the Beasties? So we used to rehearse and do shows together, and I was out on the road with them, and still doing original concept work. So we would have these DJ, these battles of tapes where they would be playing Aerosmith and Led Zeppelin and um, uh, forgotten some Danzig and all the different other groups. And I would play BAU tapes. So we did this party in Rockville Center one night with uh, Spectrum City and Concept, you know, BAU crew. And for Big Puff and Gun Battle and Nines and all things, we had to shut the gig down. So Chuck got mad. And that weekend, before the show, that happened like on a Saturday. So come Monday, Chuck came in to me and said, at that time I took over the Monday show from Bill. And he said, Dre, you got to play this. I'm just, just, I'm responding to what happened. And he played it. It was Public Enemy number one. The original version that was really a BAU promo about what all happened. And that's what that song was about. I started playing that on the on the bus and on the road with the beach. Just, yo, you got to play this for Rick. This is incredible. Whoa. So I took the tape. I went to go see Rick at NYU where Russell Simmons was sleeping on the on the food time because Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin were the co-owners of Def Jam right. at the time. I put the tape in. I said, Rick, uh, Rick said, yo, I heard this thing you got with this guy. You got to play for him. So I play for him. And it starts, you know, um, what Chuck is doing in the beginning when Flavor goes, you know, so what goes on, Chuck? Well, pow! Russell Simmons got up, ejected the tape, and threw it out the window. I said, what? what is wrong with you? <laughs> he said, that's garbage. It's noise. It'll never work. Walk back to the full time and fell asleep. was looking at him like, yo, what the hell are you doing? So after much convincing, because uh, Bill Stephanie, Mr. Bill, had moved on to become vice president of Def Jam, I prodding for myself, and, and we talked to Chuck and Hank and said, yo, man, you got to do it. I'm already there. So we all go there together. We're just taking BAU and putting it on vinyl. So let's do it. But they had a bad experience dealing with a label they had prior to that, uh, Vanguard, because they did a song under the name Spectrum City called Check Out Check Out the Radio and Live. Right. This is a good song, but it wasn't where the public enemy um, um, evolution came from. So... That's how we got together. So eventually, just to wrap this up, and then I got to really wrap up. Uh, the Ice Cube thing happened when we were doing your own TV raps. And we had known Ice Cube well because it's very well documented. You can see it. I've done interviews with them in L.A. They've done interviews here in New York. He came to New York. He did an episode of your own TV raps. And he pulled me to the side. He said, yo, man, I'm leaving NWA. Did you get me in contact with the Bomb Squad? I said, sure, I can. Let me make a call. I'll get back to you. Here's my number. Give me a call. He said, that's why I came out here. I really want to talk to you about this. I said, okay. I got in contact with, with everybody. I told them what was going on. So Ice Cube wants to meet with y'all. So Chief uh, Shockby and I got in my Jeep, drove to Manhattan, picked up Ice Cube and his fiance, girlfriend at the time. I don't want to say his wife because I'm not certain for sure. Got in my Jeep. I drove him back to Hempstead to 510 South Franklin where the bomb squad and Ice Cube got together to decide to do America's Most Wanted. That's the story. That's the truth. That's what happened. Anybody got any other fiction they want to play with? Bring it to me, because I was there. And that's a whole different conversation. That's in the book. We'll talk about that later. That's but, dude, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you had time to sit and talk to me. And I hope I haven't talked your ear off, because I didn't mean to do that. But, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, you know what? Like I said at the beginning, it's an honor. And, uh, you know, you're welcome back anytime. Definitely, uh, what, um, what do you have going on in the future? You know, just real quick, you know, for people to watch out for. Well, Speak to Life, May 23rd. You can go to the Facebook page called Speak to Life. It'll be live uh, from at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. It's, it's 1 o'clock New York time, but it still runs afterward. You go to Speak to Life now on your social media pages, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram. You can go to the Speak to Life Now uh, YouTube channel and you get to see the stuff there. That's what I'm doing. That's my focus. I got some other projects that are happening, but we'll we'll get back on and hopefully debut and give you an opportunity to be exclusive to it. Uh, please don't forget to go check out my son's YouTube page. Um, right. 
with, with his video uh, about it. It's, uh, before I before I delete it off my phone, his name is Aramis Brown. Please check it out. Please sign up and join his page. And uh, uh, you know, there's, there's always something going on, dude. I don't sit still. Even when I'm sitting still, I don't sit still. <laughs> Yeah, you heard it right here, you know what I'm saying? That's the legendary Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ed Lovell. You know what I mean? Uh, we touch on we touch on that next time, you know what I'm saying? But he definitely, you know what I'm saying, is 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 a legend in my eyes also. And mm-hmm. respect and salute for everything you've done for the culture, real talk. Thank you. And appreciate your time and I wanna thank you for coming on the show. And uh like you said, when you when you ready, you know what I'm saying, you got more to share and everything, you welcome back. That you have a blessed, blessed, blessed day. You too. Stay safe. Be safe, be healthy, be well. And, you know, take some time out and give, give your mom some love. Give your dad some love. Okay. Reach out and just say, yo, man, I got love for y'all. It's easy to go the other way. Just twist it. Turn it the other way. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Your mom, your dad, everybody. Show everybody some love today. And, uh... And all, you say, yeah, yeah. It is the biological. It's the person that helped raise you. Whoever it is, show that love. I got love for you. I love y'all. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Definitely, we love you too. You know what I'm saying? And uh, y'all kiss y'all husbands, y'all wives, and y'all, 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 y'all significant others. And be safe. Legendary Dr. Dre. He, he's, he's done many, many things. And until next time, this is Black Neo Radio, sir. Till next time. Respect, salute, love. Peace. Peace.